I am your host, Sam Fisher, here today with, I mean, just, I'm not going to like build it up too much, but one of my favorite people, Haley McClenney. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. I think we could end the podcast now just because that was so wonderful and just so nice to see you. So thanks no, everybody. I'm really <laughs> glad this, I'm really, we're just a couple friends hanging out. So this is truly, I wish that you were here in my living room instead of across the country on Zoom, but we take what we can get, you know? Shout out to COVID. Yeah, man. What a year. Halo, how, speaking of COVID, how <laughs> has, I mean, how's your year been? It's been a year. Good. Yeah, it's been quite a year. Um, it's been good. And I say that because it's been, um, it's been challenging. It's taught me a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't the way that I thought 2020 was going to go at all. Yeah. Like I thought, like, I thought at this point, like spring of 2021, we would, you know, be coming off an Olympic appearance and hopefully a gold medal and maybe, you know, doing a victory tour of some sort or things like mm-hmm. that. And it's, it's really funny how like you plan your life about how things yeah. are going to go. The yeah. universe is just like, mm, psych, like this is what you're <laughs> actually going to go through. Um, but I'm super thankful for it because it, it brought me, um athletes unlimited never would have probably never would have ventured into that if it wasn't for the olympics being postponed um it allowed my fiance and i to purchase our first home and renovate it just super awesome we're hoping to move in soon so there's just been it's like been a year of silver linings i think so it's it's all in how you look at it but it's uh it's been pretty good and i'm excited 2021 shaping up to be a a really big year so heck yeah that oh my gosh what a great way to look at things, Halo. And that I, that's why I like, obviously, that's why I loved you immediately after meeting you, because I feel like that's the attitude you just always have. Um, and that's what I can't wait to talk more about that kind of, you know, that kind of mindset, that kind of attitude about things that could really bring you down and you don't let it like, yeah. I think that's so cool and so special. And I realized I asked a question before I really let people know, like kind of the dominating presence that we have here on (laughs) the podcast. So if you don't mind, I'm going to talk about you a little extra right now and tell people just what you've accomplished thus far. So sit back, grab a, you know, some tea if you want to listen. Um, So Haley McClenney graduated from Alabama Roll Tide in 2016, where you were a four-time All-American four-time All-SEC, and four-time All-South Region. So just like walk on campus and you're like, I'm going to do it. That's what (laughs) happened. (laughs) Uh, You left Alabama the all-time leader in batting average of 447, mind you. 447. Okay. But you're, you know, on base percentage of 569, which essentially means you spent half your career on base. (laughs) Sorry. Pretty cool, I guess. That's so cool. Um, (laughs) Walks with 199. And 16 triples. So you're just running around the bases all there. Uh, top five in runs, stolen base percentage, slugging percentage, hits, and stolen bases. And after, um, well, during and then after Alabama, you've been with Team USA since 2014. You were on the junior team as well in 2013. With Team USA, you have a gold and silver Pan Am medal, which is cool. Uh, World Championships, you've got a silver medal and two gold medals. And you guys are qualified for the Tokyo Olympics. So um, let's get some more gold, I think. And yes, uh, you've played in the Athletes Unlimited inaugural season and won Defensive Player of the Year. So Haley McClenney, uh, is there anything that you can't do? <laughs> um, bowl, <laughs> actually. I'm really terrible at bowling. <laughs> so if you ever want to have fun with me and watch me get super frustrated and yell, 
and show my like super competitive side, please take me bowling. I can't decide if I'm right-handed or left-handed. Oh, Fun that fact. must be tough. Yeah. Cause you know, you're throwing and hitting left-handed, but like a different yeah. ball game with a bowling ball. It's different. And I always seem to find like the gutter either way. So, um, yeah. Fun hey, well, at least you're consistent. That's one thing. Just be consistent in the there gutter. You <laughs> there you go. I'm so happy that, um, that was your answer. And also because you brought up how competitive you are, because I look at you and I think of someone who's extremely competitive, but I also feel like you're so fueled by passion. Is mm-hmm. that, would you say that that would be accurate? Yeah, I definitely say that's accurate. That's something that my dad always instilled in me growing up was like, I think the competitiveness was always just kind of naturally in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with two little brothers too. So like, I didn't really have a choice um, unless I wanted to get beat down like every day. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. You're going to compete and like figure it out or, you know, you're just going to be yeah. miserable. So <laughs> I, the competition factor was like kind of innately there, but I think yeah. the passionate aspect was really fueled by my dad of just like, like, he calls me little bit, which I think is super cute, but he's like a little bit, like if you want to do something, it doesn't matter what it is. You need to do it with literally all your heart, soul, and mind, like go after it, chase it. And that's something I try to do. Like, I'm not going to do anything at 50% at 75%. Like if I'm, if I'm in something, I'm going to be in it all the way at 100%. And that's that's how I grew up, how I was raised, how I still live my life. So it's, it's a nice balance of the competitiveness and the passion, but um, it works for me. And um, I think it's helped me, you know, really find success, you know, on and off the field too. Yeah. Cause you, you can tell that you love what you're doing and why spend this much of your life doing something that you're just kind of like, well, I can take yeah. it, leave it, you know, also, exactly. um, I didn't know that that is what your dad called you a little bit because that's, <laughs> that is the cutest thing. And I think this is why the universe crossed our paths is that is what my Nana called my dad was a little bit. No way. I swear. I've never heard anybody else. That was like, that is like my, oh, my, I, cool. like, can we take a pause? I need to call Rick. No. Yes. No. Get Rick on the line right that, now. I love that guy. That is the cutest thing. And I just feel so much more bonded to you right now. That is so cute. Being closer. Now we're like, yeah. we just leveled Here we up. Awesome. Here we are. I love, oh, I love that. And I love that it comes from your dad. And I know your mom, you know, I'm sure your mom has been there too, keeping your, your head, head on straight. Cause she, oh, just she's really funny. Like my mom, uh, my mom and my dad balance each other out so incredibly well. Like my yeah. dad is the typical, you know, like competitive coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I was growing up, he was coaching baseball, football, and basketball, all three. Oh, and so <laughs> he would come home after, he would come home after his practices and practice with me in the backyard, whatever sports season I was in, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And my mom was always there, like balancing out the super competitiveness in me and like making sure I was learning lessons if I didn't get the result that I wanted. And that was really, really important for me to have growing up is like the pushing from my dad and the perspective from my mom uh-huh. really kind of made think like I, it really, truly like shaped how I look at the world and how I see uh-huh. literally everything like not just sports but like life yeah um and so I was really really fortunate to have that because you know most people it's like you know you you get one parent that's like this and another parent maybe is just working all the time or whatever and like I didn't I didn't I was super super lucky yeah and And you throw my brothers in there and it's just like a really big party you know for us so what a McClenny party yeah it's that's, great I love that's them. incredible and that like you said it's not just about sports it's about life where you have you know sometimes you lose 
Like no matter, you could love it the most, you could work it the yeah. hardest and sometimes you lose. And mm-hmm. how do you deal with that? How do you go forward? How do you not let mm-hmm. that totally just take you under and make you miserable or make you quit, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's what it's, you have to ask yourself, like what you're identified by, right? Like, right. I would rather be identified as someone that never gave up and always competed and always mm-hmm. loved what I was doing and had a good time while I was competing yeah. than someone that's like, it's so much more than wins or losses. You right. Know? Like, right. yes, I want to win. Like, don't get me wrong. Like right. I want to kick your butt every time I step on the field against you. Yeah. But like, we need to all understand, like, you can't win at everything. You can't be the right. best at everything or right. what your skill set is. Go after it. Let the results fall where they may. There's always a lesson to be learned along yeah. the way. And I think yeah. um, that's something that took me a really long time to grasp. Like, really? Yeah. Like, I hated failure. Um, yeah. I, I felt like I should be the best. And I felt like I always had to perform at that level of, like, Okay, like growing up, especially small town in Alabama, I mean, 2000 people like so small, tiny, tiny area. Yeah. And I was a really athletic kid. So I mm-hmm. felt like growing up, I was like, I'm, I'm the best athlete here. Mm-hmm. And there was all these pressures of like, well, I have to perform and continue to be the best and continue to be the best. And like, yeah. the older I got, the more I realized is like, no, like, you're gonna learn more when you actually don't win. Like, right. yeah, want to win, want to compete, but you have to find the silver lining of learning those lessons along the way, because that's gonna help keep you on, you know, a good track to find success later on in your career and later on in life. So, yeah. it kind of forced me to like fall in love with learning. Um, yeah, invested in the process and like actively seeking out how can I get better, how can I continue yeah. to improve, how can I continue to compete against myself every day. Yeah. You know, that man, that's amazing. (laughs) And I think what's cool too, is the point that you, that you mentioned is like, there is pressure with being the best where it's like the fear of failure is one thing, but then when you have that success and that pressure to maintain that success and to maintain being the best, that's almost as scary as just failing because now you're up here, up here. If I lose, I'm going to get knocked totally down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny you say that because it's like, at that point, you're not really afraid of failure. You're afraid of what other people think of your failure. That's a really good point. And like, once you lose that of I'm, you know, I'm going to do what I can to help the team that I'm on right now win. Mm -hmm. that's what I'm focused on. I'm I'm not worried about the outside noise. Like Mm -hmm. all of the rest is common. Like it's all commentary. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's actually going on. Like you're in charge of that, you know? Like you got to stop caring about what people think. Gosh, you're right. (laughs) So right. It really is. It's all commentary. Now, if it comes from a coach, if it comes from your parents, those are the things that you could listen to more. But if it's someone who's just like, oh, hey, Haley, she doesn't have it anymore. You're like, okay, I don't know about you, but I've got it. Like, Exactly. Exactly. It's you have a filter, I guess, for all all of the voices that are in your life. Yeah. If it's meaningful to you, then yeah, absolutely. Take it, be coachable, take the advice of, of people that you trust, but like all the stuff from the outside doesn't really matter. That's uh, let's, let's go roll tide. <laughs> roll tide to that. Yes. Roll tide to that. <laughs> um, that I think, I think learn like that kind of mindset. Number one has, I'm sure, like you said, it, it made you fall in love with learning. It made you fall in love with how do I make it so that I don't fail again or in the same way? And I'm, I know for a fact that that has made you the teammate that you are because 
I love being around you when we've been on the same team because like, Hey fish, so what, you know, yeah. next at bat or, you know, those kind of things. Have you, because of all those lessons that you've learned, have you always been like that? Or did it take you some time to learn how to be that teammate for people as well? Yeah, it definitely took some time. It it wasn't an overnight process. Mm -hmm. I think I had, um, you know, I had selfish tendencies. I still do. I think we all do. Naturally. Um, like wanting to in, like just internalize our failures and mm-hmm. um, really just like be with our own thoughts, which is honestly like playing softball is just a miserable place to be because <laughs> like <laughs> I get so jealous of like people that play like a basketball or like even a football sometimes like because everything is just so fast, right? Right. Your brain doesn't have time to really sit and process mm-hmm. what you're dealing with. Whereas in softball, you know, if I'm over three, there are potentially like innings where I am just sitting on (laughs) oh my god I'm terrible yeah and it's so difficult that's such a difficult place to be in but once I started to like really fall in love with the learning process what I kept coming back to and like the lesson I kept coming back to was always like it's about your team Mm -hmm. like that's the main thing that I learned Mm -hmm. was it's 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 not about you it's you know whatever um it's about you using your failures to hopefully you know, allow the hitter behind you to find some success or your pitcher find some success or, you know, turning off your offensive switch, truly being present on defense and making like a huge defensive play for your pitcher. Like it's a, we do play like such a team game. Like, and at the end of the day, like if my performance is so bad, like no one's going to remember that in 10, 15 years, but they're going to remember how I treated them. Like they're going to remember the type of teammate that I was. Yeah. So it all, it all continually went back into that, you know, that kind of perspective. And I, coach Murphy at Alabama, coach Allie, um, habits, they, um, they really invested in me, um, not only from a player perspective, but from a person perspective and they dove into developing me into a servant leader, like Mm -hmm. dove into that. They did that with all of us, Mm -hmm. but, um, it was such on a personal level with me that like, I'm super grateful that I learned all the stuff that I did at Alabama because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be, I would not still be playing softball. I don't think if I didn't go to Alabama and learn all that off the field stuff, because that's, what's gotten me to this point is like just being a good teammate, trying to be somebody that people enjoy being around, like fun, loving, lighthearted, jokester like trying not to take the game too seriously because we all like like we all think it's life or death and it's not like (laughs) um like just trying to have fun like playing the game um I learned all that I learned all of that from them and I'm still trying to get better at that every single day but that's that's the approach that I take like yeah. what's my legacy gonna be? I don't really care if my batting average was what did you say it wasn't like four or something? A I don't lot. know. Yeah. Like, I don't care. High. Like that's not I don't want people to remember me that way. Yeah. Like, I want people to remember me as like, you know what? She was she was a great softball player, but she was an even better teammate. Yeah. That's what I I love that. That's amazing. And you can t- I mean, shoot, you can just hear the passion coming through when you're talking about those kinds of things and talking about the game and what it brings you because the game like the game will always be there, but you will not always be on the field playing it. So like, what are you, who are you really? And what, when softball, when the cleats are hung up, what are you now going forward as? And I think, I think that's, I, gosh, I just, I think that's so cool when you talk about 
you know, like you said, if you're not, if you're over three and you have so much, especially in the outfield, you're far away from everybody else. Like you don't have anybody to talk to where you're like, Hey man, I suck. But Tough. I it's what a lonely place to be out there all by yourself <laughs> in center field. <laughs> like, can someone bring me an ice cream cone? Yeah, please. But something that like, I think about is in the, in the same realm of thinking about your team, especially with you, like those big plays that, that you can make out there and diving and robbing hits really changed the game, right? Where you could have been mm-hmm. feeling like absolute crap about yourself because you, you know, looked at strike three or something mm-hmm. happened and go out there and, and be a game changer for your team. I also think whenever, if I, you know, say, say we're on the same team and say I'm on deck and you strike out, mm-hmm. I don't ever think God, Haley, like that, she's, that was terrible. Exactly. I think good try Halo. I'm going to go try. Yeah, exactly. So we're so hard on ourselves when in reality, we would never think that way about somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like be the team, be the same teammate to yourself that you want to be for other people. Like, why is that? Why is that such a double standard? I don't know, but I, I, we all have this like little ego, like inside of us that just constantly speaks and like you can tone it down and you can, you know, get those competitive juices flowing in the right way, or you can really like internalize yourself and make yourself miserable. Yeah. And it's so difficult to do in this game. Like you mentioned the outfield stuff, like we're out there, like alone, (laughs) chilling a lot of free space, a lot of time to think, like not super worried about like pitch to pitch alignments, but like, mm-hmm. you know, just paying attention to it. It's not as, as intense. I don't think of like, I have to zone in right here. Mindset of like a pitcher or a catcher, or even an mm-hmm. infielder in mm-hmm. some cases, but that's a double-edged sword. Cause it's, it can be kind of dangerous for your mind. Right. So like one of the hardest things for me to grasp was not taking my at-bats out on defense. Oh yeah. That was so hard for me to grasp and like it wasn't until like I started to you know improve my defense and be able to make plays Mm -hmm. um that really could change the momentum of the game that I realized like Mm -hmm. the ball could come to me at any moment like I need to I need to be ready I need to be present make sure I get a good jump on the ball yeah because I I played uh, behind a lot of really good pitchers yeah yeah I had Jackie Trina at Alabama. Yeah. I had Alexis Osorio. I had Sydney Littlejohn. I had Leslie Jer. I had all of these pitchers yeah. in Alabama that were like, okay, if a ball gets it to the outfield, like it's like once every couple of innings, <laughs> right. you know? And now on Team USA, it's like, um, hello, Monica Abbott. Hello, right. Pat Osterman, right. Kay Rachel Garcia, Ali Carta. Like, I don't get a lot of stuff. So you can just yeah. go into like this deep, dark pit of, oh my God, over four or like, let's just see if I can make a play today. Yeah. Like, yeah. My offense might suck, but like, I'll, I'll try my best on defense and <laughs> that's how I can contribute to the team that day. Like, right. You know, that is so true. Oh my God. And you're out there and you know what the, the best thing, if you watch a game, if somebody's out there watching the game, they can hear Haley McClendy in the outfield cheering on the, the pitchers, the infield, the other outfielders, like you could yeah. get zero balls all game, but you are out there. Like any second it could happen and you're ready. You're there for it. It's happened plenty of times where I don't get a ball the entire game, but I, I still, I still, well, part of my legacy, I want to be like making my presence known. Like, oh, it, you yes. know, you're going to know as a pitcher that I had your back regardless, yes. even if you didn't give me any balls that day to field for you, which right. is honestly a good thing. Right. Like, I, I will take that. Like yes. I'll be the biggest hype man, like ever. Yeah, yeah I am, honestly. I am. Full, 
your goal for them is to get no balls hit to you, even though you want to catch them. You're like, I want you to do the best that you can do, which means I don't get anything. So exactly. Deal. And I'm there just in case you happen to make a mistake. Right. Right. I love that. I think that, I think, you know, I feel like I keep going back to thinking about you and thinking about passion and just that it just shines through so much in every aspect. And, you know, like you said, coming from, coming from your dad, coming from growing up and, and all that. But the thing that I see too, is not only on the field, not only in the dugout, but in other aspects of your life, like you people, for people who don't know, you have your master's degree in exercise physiology. Mm-hmm. Yes. You are like, hearing you talk about the weight room and like seeing you, the videos of you working out in there, like you can see you're passionate about that too. Like yeah. that, that is so cool. And that combines with softball. Like when did that passion and love kind of start for you? Has it always been there or did it start once you started weight training and how did that all happen? Yeah. I, I think once I started weight training in, in high school, I had a really good, um, strength coach in high school, yeah. um, who was actually the husband of my high school softball coach. And oh my God. Um, so he was like, he was the offensive line coach for football and the strength cool. coach. And then his wife was a softball coach. And, mm-hmm. um, right away, like I noticed a huge improvement in my game. Um, mm-hmm. I was stronger. I felt faster. Mm-hmm. I felt like my legs were underneath me a lot mm-hmm. more. Um, I wasn't tired as quickly and I think it you know like I was the scrawniest kid on my team like I'm not tall like I'm 5'4 in high school I weighed you know a little over 100 pounds and that was it and so like I was so little and you know speed was the name of my game I I was good at softball just because I put the ball on the ground and run right and you know, like that got me where I need to be. And then once I started to get recruited after I started working out, um, I kind of realized like the way that the college game was going, like you can't, like, I can't, I I didn't feel like it was in my best interest to only be a slapper. Mm. I felt like I had to at least be able to prove that I could hit for power, not necessarily rack up home runs, but like be able to drive doubles into the gap extreme, like confidently, Mm -hmm. um, ended up getting to Alabama, um, slapped primarily my freshman year because I was hitting behind Kayla bro who was mm. like a legend of yeah. Alabama football um and really my main job was just to move her over and mm. make the team happy so <laughs> that's what I did like yeah on over there and that'll be great yeah um, and you know my sophomore year going in coach Murphy was like you know like we need to hit you to hit for for more power mm. ended up putting on 15 pounds of muscle Woo! and like I want to say either doubled or tripled my home run numbers in one year just because of like really buying into the weight room process. Mm -hmm. So it's more like I see like firsthand exactly what it did for me would not be on the national team without it wouldn't be on the Olympic roster without weight training. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to bring that to, to other kids because it's not just like this natural ability that you have to play softball. It's so much more than that. It's Mm -hmm. how you approach it mentally how you prepare your body before you even get on the field, how you recover after. Like it's an all encompassing lifestyle. I think that you have to live. It's not just, I'm going to go play a softball game today. Like it's all of those other things that are involved with it. And um, I I just think not a lot of people are really aware of what it can do for you until you, until you watch the results. And um, you know, the biggest asset that you have as an athlete is your body and its availability 
Yeah. Like you're no good to your team if you're hurt all the time. Yes, <laughs> you know, right. like you have to be able to be on the field and be strong and be fast and be explosive and be powerful. And um, that's what that's what the weight room's done for me. It's made me strong, it's made me happier, it's made me more durable. I was gonna say too, longevity, you know, going into wanting to play longer than just college, like you have to have yeah. that body. Durability is huge, making Absolutely. sure you can keep putting your body out on the field and taking those swings and running those sprints and doing all the things, mm -hmm. you know, throwing the ball, like this thing needs to be strong. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Arguably this is, this needs to be the strongest, right? Like at least the exactly. Like we don't want to let go of a ball in the outfield and then all of a sudden our shoulders dislocate. Or you're like, Oh, <laughs> exactly. Like we can't have that, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, if you, I, it's the discipline factor of it as well too because you know this like being on the national team and playing professional softball for as long as you have like there's a level of discipline yeah like personal discipline within that to like commit to putting your body in the right position yeah. and treating it the right way yeah and it's super easy because we compete what three months right like max Ish. yeah right usually um and so like you have like potentially like eight to ten months give or take like alone yeah. completely by yourself yeah. like you have to take ownership of getting up every day going to the gym lifting mm -hmm. weights making sure your body's in prime you know conditioning yeah day like that is difficult on top it's of managing all of our what is what is the term now like branding or whatever oh, which yeah. is like how we make extra cash or whatever <laughs> like you're managing all of these responsibilities mm -hmm. and then you have like oh I'm still a professional athlete and like the balance of yes. two things can get extremely difficult. Yeah. So it's like, that's been an eye opening thing for me since I've graduated college of like building routine. Into, oh yeah. Like, it's a non-negotiable. I got to go to the gym. Non-negotiable. I love that. That's, and that's cool because like you said, dude, your body is your job. Like literally you, your body is your job. You have to make sure that it's there to perform prime to perform. Yes you know, and yes. I think too, you know, cause I started lifting also in, in high school and I mean, I fell in love with it so mm -hmm. quickly. It's so cool. Like, it's just in general, like the things that you, that your body can start to do, you're like, Oh, yes. neat. But I know going through college and even after, and, you know, especially being a woman and hearing a lot of things. So I don't want to get bulky. Like, I don't want to be it, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to look manly. I and just want to be, I just want to be toned. That's my, yes. we're like, listen, That's my one. lift but, the heavy things, put yeah. them down. You're, you're an athlete. You're an athlete. Yeah. You're not some like European model. Like you're not <laughs> like, that's not you. That's not your job. Yeah. Like your jo if you, if you're truly bought into the, like, I think here's how I look at it. Like if you're truly bought into being the best softball player you can be, mm -hmm. you want to be the strongest, most muscular, most like in shape person that you can be. Mm -hmm. That's how I look yeah. at it. And like, yeah. I, I think it's, it's very, very difficult as women because we have all of these like stereotypes and yeah. um, images that we feel like we have to live up to mm -hmm. in our society and in our culture that just really aren't true. Not at it's, all. Yeah, not at all. Like we have to, um, we have to be able to look in the mirror and be like, no, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Like not only like, it's not about necessarily how you look. It's more, I think about how you feel. Yeah. I look at myself and I'm like, I'm strong. Yeah. I'm fast. 
Yeah. Like I know I can perform with the way that my body looks right now. Like I feel really good. And that's the cool thing about the weight room too, is like, it's, it's funny how people, the more they lift, they think they're going to bulk up, but it's actually like the more you, the heavier you lift, like the more confident you are about yourself regardless. Right. Because you're breaking down these barriers of like, I never thought I could lift this much weight or I never thought I could run this fast. Like, and that just builds up that, that self-confidence. Yes. You're able to look in the mirror and like when you're brushing your teeth at night, like I crushed that today. Like that's, that's such a cool feeling. It's such yeah. a cool feeling. But as, as women, we are just like a little bit, I think, hesitant, a little bit fearful mm-hmm. of like, is this actually going to work? How am I actually going to feel? Mm-hmm. And until you dive into it, like all in 100% committed, you're never going to know. And right. what's on the other side of it is so rewarding. Yes. And, and being able to look at yourself through the lens of self-confidence, that's like mm-hmm. you, you're changing the way that you feel in general, because you're looking at yourself in such a positive light and thinking, look at what, look what my body can do. You know, like there, there's times I'm, I'm sure all of us in general, but like we said, especially as women, like I'm really tall, you know, like, and, Mm -hmm. and I, there's, there's days where like things don't fit the way that they fit on someone who might be five foot four, you know, or, or this or that. And then I think to myself, wait, this body can hit the ball really far. (laughs) Yeah. And again, that's my job yeah like, that's what, like I get paid to hit ball far ball go far me get money <laughs> yes all the like that it's, yes. it's that's how it that's how it goes and, and yes you just take you take and it, it, again like it's so much more than a game it's so much more than a lift right it's just yes it's all bigger than that and it all fits into like this huge life lesson Thing. Right. We're just learning every single day something new about ourselves, which is it's, crazy. Man, it does it doesn't stop. It sure doesn't. That's that's for sure. The the feeling of I'm I have my dream job because I have this that I'm working with, this body, you know. If I had a, I never thought about it like that. That's amazing. You know, like if I had it something different, then maybe I wouldn't be living out my dream of doing professional softball, you know, traveling the world, all these things if I was 50 pounds lighter or, you know, those kinds of thoughts. I feel really confident now about that. I'm going to, no, I'm literally, as soon as this is over, I'm going to go write that in my journal because that is like, (laughs) that's awesome perspective. If you know, it's, you just, like you said, it's all about the way that you look at things. And I think, you know, with that comes, like you said, discipline, being able to have the strength mentally to change the way that you look at things, no matter what it is. And like you said, 2020, the year of the dumpster fire, and (laughs) you look at it as a year of the silver linings. So I think that's an extreme strength to have that mentally, because shoot, you're right now on the ride of your life leading up towards July, going to Tokyo, you know, on, on that note of being, you know, being an Olympian, playing in the Olympics, has that since you started playing softball, has that been your dream or has that kind of just developed in you getting more and more successful? No, it, um, I never really thought about it like growing up, but my yeah. dream growing up was to play basketball for Pat Summit at Tennessee. Okay. Okay. Totally different dream. Right. And then I stopped growing <laughs> and, um, <laughs> <that> quickly faded. <laughs> um, 
I want to say that was around like eighth grade or whatever, but like yeah. I started to venture from like, and I, I kept playing basketball throughout my senior year of, of high course. school. But like, I, I, didn't stop. I loved it so much. I still love basketball to oh, this day. Um, awesome. Like once I started to venture into the softball realm of things and realizing that I was probably going to go to college and play softball, I was like, okay, like I'm going to have a good four years. I'm going to get my education and mm. I'm going to be a strength coach after that. That's wow. exactly what I want to do. That's what I thought the path for me was. Yeah. And, you know, it was right around that time too, where I really started to like fall in love with the learning aspect mm-hmm. of things and just mm-hmm. like trying to get a little bit better every day. And, um, I never in a million years would have thought that I would be on an Olympic stage playing softball too, because when it was voted out after the 08 games, um, yeah. a lot of people didn't think it would get back. Yeah. We were hopeful for 2012 for a little bit and then in 16 for a little bit and then um, it wasn't until like it got announced that it was in Tokyo that there was actually some hope. Right. So I lived like a good majority of my prep career and even a little bit of college mm-hmm. of like softball is not an Olympic, like it's just not an Olympic That's sport. So like it, yeah. it wasn't even in really, it wasn't even really in my mind. I, my focus was like trying to be the best version of myself and trying mm-hmm. to be the best servant leader that I could for my team, which mm-hmm. was, at, I was at Alabama at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, even my first year on the national team in 14, mm. it was just like, you know, I'm going to do this because like, I think it's really dope to represent my country. Yeah. That was enough for me. Yeah. Honestly. Wow. That was, um, I honestly just kept playing year to year after that. And then yeah. all of a sudden it came back. And then once we found out softball back on for, for Tokyo in 2017, um, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I, I might have a chance at this. Yeah. And so it, it, it like the dream, like it died in 08 and then it came yeah. back to life in 17 and everything in the middle of it was just me learning and growing every single day. Right. And looking back on it now, it was like, no, this was like, all of this has been a preparation for this year. Yeah. What I thought was 2020, but even then, like right. 2020 was my preparation year to get mentally where I needed to be, like my like my the physical shape of my mind, basically, <laughs> or like for 2021. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of things perspective wise that I I thought I knew, but I never really had to put into practice. Yeah. Until 2020 hit, and yeah. now now I feel a lot more confident and stable and um, like ready to attack 2021 with a whole new that type of, type of mentality so yeah it's been a long that was a long-winded answer to your question but it was it's just, fantastic it's I loved every second <laughs> because you're you're doing you're being in the present moment like you said everything was kind of year to year just kind of mm-hmm. going through it don't you don't really know if there's an end goal or anything but you're just being present being in the moment and look at look at what that's been able to bring to the table is going out there competing for your country on the biggest stage that there is for international anything so I I think that there's obviously that that lesson in there of being present and just focusing on you focusing on getting better focusing on being a teammate like you said servant leader um all those things and now oh my god it's so close it's crazy it's really crazy to think about like I mean we were just talking about like before we got on here like it feels like I've been out of college for two years and now it's like (laughs) year six or seven or something ridiculous like that yeah and like it's so funny because when you really are truly living present like you you lose track of that time yeah and it's crazy like when you just have these little moments of reflection it's like I've come a long way like yeah 
I have some stuff to be proud of. Hell um, yeah. And that's, that's super, super important. Like, yes. I don't know. It's been, it's a, it's a dream, like 13 years in the making, honestly. Gosh, yeah. Oh, wait to 21. That's how, so how old were you in 2008? 13? I was in eighth grade. I was 13. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause I shoot, cause I was graduating high school in 2008. So the, the, what you're saying about kind of having the dream is not there in 2008. Cause you're like, then you went through all of high school going mm-hmm. into college without it being in the Olympics. So that makes so much sense why mm-hmm. it wasn't really there as a, you know, it wasn't on your dream board, you know, like exactly. it, you weren't, it, it wasn't, it really wasn't there. And now, oh my gosh, here we are. Right. And then, I mean, you're not, we were talking about it before, like you're not that much older than me. Right. You know, right. Like, it's just crazy how things like in such a few years can like right. the mind of like athletes that love the same sport yeah that that, in the same way like that's it's trippy it's weird because like it's for all of us and I know that we've all had these conversations like the people that are that are on the Olympic roster and even some of our friends that play for for other international teams in Mexico mm-hmm. Canada whoever mm-hmm. um it's like the timing had to be just right Yes. For us. Yes. We, like, you know what I mean? Like if we were a little bit, if I was a little bit older, would I still be playing? I don't know. Right. If I was a little bit younger, would the committee still like me enough to put me on the team? I don't know. Right. Like, we all kind of like, you had to be born at the perfect, like it's almost like it's destiny. Yes, it you know? is. And it's, it's also really cool to have that perspective too, but you don't yeah. know that you like take the time to actually like look back on it and be like, right. Whoa, dude. Like, universe is kind of kind of yeah. trippy it is it is where, where you can sit back and if you think about it for too long you're almost like whoa exactly <laughs> how did this happen <laughs> it's like but the, but you know that like this is where I'm this is where I'm meant to be this is yeah. what I'm meant to be doing this is my purpose in my life to make people yeah. better along the way with me like yeah. while we're all trying to accomplish something so yeah and I think that's cool because then that's going to relate to obviously you well, like you said before, you wanted to get your, you get your degree, go be a strength coach. That, that dream is still there to go and be a strength coach after you're done playing. Right. Yes. So you still have these things, these purposes, and you want to, you know, you want to help people get stronger, get better, get smarter. You're going to still continue to do that after you're done playing. Just, it's going to be in the weight room instead of watching you out on the field you know exactly yeah and that's good that that, it's perfect for me because that's where I'm gonna I know I'm gonna get my competitive like juices out totally is like having the having the humility to dive into that process for someone else and make someone else better and watch them succeed like at the end of the day to me that's more rewarding Mm -hmm. than finding success on my own like if I helped you hit 15 more home runs than you ever have or whatever like I help you find success on the field like that make yeah 10 times more fulfilled like that's and I found that like even you know was able to be a strength coach at Florida A&M right um for a couple of years before um the Olympic roster was announced and Mm -hmm. I've never felt more like pride and joy watching the athletes that I coached succeed on the field it's the coolest freaking thing and the cool thing about being a strength coach too and not like a sport coach like I'm not on the field with any of the softball players I don't do any hitting stuff with them I didn't do 
like any any on the field stuff I had no part of Mm -hmm. I had the behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. so I could see just based off of their demeanor how they attacked the weight room and their academics as well like how much that translated to on the field success and you get a first hand like eye-opening close-up look at that it changes your world that's so cool that's so cool be completely changed also the success of my teammates as well yeah that's that's incredible because like I think the the cool thing about all the things that you're you're talking about is the attention to detail of going in there being Mm -hmm. able to correlate deadlifting 10 pounds heavier than your past heaviest and going out there and the ball going five feet farther and all of a sudden it's over that outfielder's head where it's just mm-hmm. the little pieces that add up, like, like just talking about your, your journey, your, your, um, you know, your path to here is paying attention to the little things, create the big things. And I mean, I saw your Instagram stories when these girls were out there lifting in the weight room and you're just hyping them up and you're like, yes, like yeah. that you can't fake that. That's not that you cannot fake that. You can't. And it's, I think it's that confidence piece too, especially for women yeah. and young female athletes it's that confidence piece of like, no, this makes me feel like feeling strong is great. Feeling confident is great. Like, yeah. Lift, I can deadlift 300 pounds. Like, yeah, I just absolutely crushed that. And now I'm going to go make an A on my test. And now I'm going (laughs) to be a leader that my team needs. And now I feel confident enough to like really step in, in that box and own that batter's box. Like it all adds up. Like the sum of our life is every single day that we lived. Right. So like, it's all of the little things that add up to the big things. Yes. And I, I don't know about you, but like, I, I think about, you know, getting stronger and I think about if somebody asks me, Oh, do you need help carrying that? And I say, no, I got it. That is like, like, nah, I'll need it. You know what? Give me another one. I'll carry both. I've got 20 grocery bags actually right. on each arm and I don't need your help. Thank you though. Yeah. No. And, and I'll open the door for myself to get in yeah. there too. Like well, I got this. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. So I, I've never really thought of it that way. I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because just, I feel like what you're saying about being able to see yourself through that confidence through your, you know, the way that you feel about yourself just makes everything just seems like a little brighter, a little bit more, like feeling good about yourself puts that feeling good out there, out into the universe, out into those around you too, you know? So man, I knew I was going to have a good time talking to you and feeling like I knew I was going to feel good, but like, I feel like it feels real good. <laughs> it does. It's, I, like, I, think, I feel like we've had these conversations yeah. too, like yeah. just in being your teammate for so long and playing with you. And yeah, it's, it's really, really cool to just, I don't it's, know. You, you like, for me, you're someone that's, I, that I've always looked up to because you, you get it. Like oh. you understand like the teammate aspect of it, the, the little fine details of it. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's who you want to surround yourself with. That's who, yeah. you know, that's the friends that you want to make. So I'm super thankful we had this time today too, because oh. it's anytime that I can be around you, dude, like you're just a ray of sunshine constantly. <laughs> and I just, I love it. Like, oh. let's go grab coffee after. Do you want yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll be right there I'm gonna get on my bike I'll be at your house in uh like six months on my bike great we'll have that coffee but I I just 
you're you're so special you're such a light I feel like now this is just a compliment fest but I like it needs to be said it needs to be said on recording like thank you such a light and I think that I think that what you want for your legacy and what you want for those you know when in the future 10 years oh Haley McClenney yeah she this right oh yeah she would like you could tell she was that she was out there on the field she was the best teammate like I think your legacy is you're creating it the way that you want it to be remembered so um and I'll always remember you too as someone who when I see you I'm just like oh (laughs) there's not not everybody's like that there's people who you're happy to see but then I swear every time I see you I just am like so overwhelmed with joy (laughs) it's the feeling is mutual oh great also I feel that way when I see your parents too (laughs) they're honestly same they're literally the cutest human beings to ever I mean your brothers are really cool too but um, and I know you're I know you're such a proud sister but I just something before you know before we end I I think that it's really cool the coolest thing I think about you, even though I've said a hundred cool things, I think the number one cool thing about you is that you are the same in every area of your life. You are, you're passionate, you're dedicated, you're present. And I think that that shines so much through, you can see it in your relationships with, you know, your fiance, your parents, your brothers, hearing you talk about your brothers is like hearing just someone talk about like the creation of the sun you know <laughs> like, no that's I mean that, that's what they are for me like because I mean you I saw them grow up like yeah. I saw them become the men that they are you yeah. know it's um you, I don't know like I don't feel like their parent but like I just feel like you know I'm a little bit overprotective of them and like of I want them to find success and um they just they bring so much light to my life like, yeah. they're so funny they're so happy yeah don't take life too seriously like none of the three of us do like it's <laughs> it's so it, they're just so fun to be around and they're yeah, such yeah. good kids and I guess good young men now that yeah, feels oh weird God. Say, but I mean Walker's 22 and Garrison's 18 now so no. it's it's terrifying but yeah um, yeah no I'm super proud of them Walker just finished up playing baseball at Alabama and Garrison oh. college baseball now so it's awesome I'm definitely a proud big sister yes and you can tell and what what a life it must be to be a McClenny like I I invited myself over to your guys house in 2014 and I am still like I'm coming and your mom every time every time she's like you're still gonna come to Alabama right we're gonna have no she has not let you no she has not let that invitation just fly into the wind she's yeah it's happening I'm like Kevin Kevin I'm going with or without you we're going to Alabama let's do it But Haley, thank you so much for your time, for sharing with me. I, I, I could go on and on about how much I love you and how amazing you are for this sport and how amazing you are for the girls that are coming up, looking at you and wanting to be just like you. So you're, you're an incredible role model and you're an incredible teammate and an incredible uh, podcast guest. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you again for having me. This of was awesome. Course, of so course, of course. You're the best. You're the best. And unknown pro people, all you listening out there, you guys are the best. Thank you for listening. Thank you for learning. And we will see you next time.